Welcome to episode two of 2022 on the Fatherhood and Field podcast. Today we were joined by Joey Greedy. Joey's a strength and conditioning coach with the Tampa Bay Rays, as well as a father of three. We talked marriage, fatherhood, inside of the game, how to do that well when you're on the road, what steps Joey and his wife take to intentionally engage their kids through his travel schedule. As well, we talked about exercise with young athletes, how to engage your kids in and out of the gym, all around athleticism, and playing multiple sports. Appreciate you guys listening. Remember, the Fatherhood on the Field podcast is brought to you by Timberview Cabins. Timberview Cabins builds and sells vacation rental properties in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and the surrounding areas. If you're considering purchasing real estate for investment purposes, give these guys a call. For more information, check out TimberviewCabins.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fatherhood on the Field podcast. I am Luke Sawyer, your host. I'm excited today to be joined by Joey Greeny. Joey, how are you, brother? How you doing, Luke? I'm doing well. How's everything going? I'm fantastic. Uh, excited for our conversation today. Um, you know, Joey, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your family. You've had a career in the game. Uh, what? Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing and are currently doing. Yeah, so I've always been involved in yeah, athletics and sports. I grew up doing uh, Taekwondo. Um, and then I got into the, to baseball. I played some college baseball, some uh, collegiate league baseball. Um, and then uh, I went to school for exercise science, uh, graduated uh, with a master's in exercise science. I didn't really know if I wanted to do physical education or get it more into the, um, you know, the sports performance side of things. So I, I went that direction. I uh, worked with the Kansas City Royals from 2008 into 2016. And then recently with the Tampa Bay Rays with the Major League Club from 2017 until uh, until now. Um, so I'm going on my my fifth or my sixth season with them. 15 years overall. Um, in that time, I you know I met my wife, got married, had three kids, purchased a home. Uh, so now we're living full time in Tampa. Um, so it's it's been a very very busy uh, few years here, um, but but it's been it's been great. Um, and awesome. What what are what are your kids' ages? Uh, we have a two month old, a two year old, and a four year old. So it's chaos. It would yes, <laughs> yes. It's uh, it's definitely a crazy time right now with a capital C, but we love it. Um, we really enjoy it. They're great. Uh, I have a great partner. My wife, uh, mm-hmm. you know, keeps everybody grounded at home. Um, so you know, I couldn't do everything without her. So. Yeah, no kidding. I'm with you, brother. We're we're nine, six, three, and one right now. Um, and right before we jumped on here, my wife called me. The three-year-old's melting down. The one-year-old's screaming. It's just complete chaos. Um, I am completely blessed by my wife because I don't know how she does it day in and day out. Yeah, same here. Same here. So, so strength and conditioning, professional baseball. Um, you know, for for those wa- you know listening here who are watching professional baseball, you're you're kind of behind the scenes. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about what your job looks like kind of day in, day out, and, and what that means in terms of how baseball operates. Yeah, so strength conditioning, performance training. Uh, basically, my job is to keep these guys strong and healthy, keep them on the field, uh, improve their performance either uh, through strength training, uh, power training, speed, agility, uh, mobility, flexibility, any of those biomotor abilities. Um, you know, throughout the course of a long season, baseball's, you know, 
not like some other sports. I mean, we play 162 game regular season. We have spring training plus the postseason, so it's a it's a long drawn out season. So uh, it's my job to you know keep them strong and healthy on the field. Um, you know, is is the overall big picture. Sure. And so, and you just like players, you're you're on the road with the team everywhere. Your travel and your travel schedule is is very similar or the same as theirs. Um, what is what does that look like for you in terms of managing family, managing fatherhood, marriage? Um, how do you do that well inside of the game? Yeah, so it's a lot. It's a lot. It's uh, you know, it's crazy family dynamics. Um, but like I said before, my wife, uh, you know, being blessed to have her along along with me, uh, you know, by my side through this whole process. Um, you know, it's we really value family time in the off season. Um, you know, if one of us has a doctor's appointment, we all go. If one has swim lessons, we all go to it. So, uh, you know, we, we spend as much time as we can in the off season together. Uh, during the season, uh, my wife does, she does stay home uh, with the family. And, you know, so I do have to travel, uh, but they try to come on the road maybe once a month or okay. try to set up the schedule where we have an off day on the road. Um, and, you know, we use that as learning time with the kids. We bring them to Last year they came to Baltimore, so we're able to go to Baltimore all together um, and use that as kind of family time, learning time. They, you know, they learned about the area, um, some some of the things that make you know Baltimore, Maryland, uh, very unique. Crab cakes and football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's my hometown. I grew up like five minutes from Camden Yards. Yeah, there you go. So we kind of do that during the season. Uh, you know, home games uh, maximize our time in the mornings together, uh, but. Yeah, it's definitely we want to be pro uh, focused where our feet are in the off season with the family. We put our phones down, um, you know, and uh, yeah, and, and, and I mean Jesus as, is at the center of everything that we do. Hmm. Yeah. So how has kind of that faith aspect of your journey inside of the game impacted your family as you've kind of walked through this from, you know, from the big leagues down through, you know, minor league baseball with Kansas city, how has faith kind of impacted your journey? Uh, I would, I would say in, in a huge, a huge part, uh, you know, when my, my wife and I met, um, you know, and it, through the early stages of our marriage, uh, you know, it got a, a little rocky there. It got kind of dicey. Uh, we had some, you know, things we needed to work out as a, as a young married couple. Um, and we relied on, on Jesus, we relied on our faith to get us through those rough times. We've had uh, some family members pass away uh, very young on my side, which kind of threw some uh, extra family dynamics into the uh, into the plans there. And then, you know, we we um, you know we we wanted to you know start having a, a family um, and con and continue to this day. Uh, you know, it's the first thing we do with the with the kids in, in the morning. We uh, we read a story in the Bible. We, we call it gratitude hour. Mm. It doesn't last, you know, a full hour. Does anything last a full hour with yeah. four-year-olds, two-year-olds, and two-month olds? Yeah. But we call it gratitude hour. We, we do a reading and we, we talk to each other what we're thankful for for the day. And it kind of gets everybody in, in a good mood. And, mm. you know, uh, our four-year-old goes off to school. And, um, but, but, yeah, that's kind of one of the things we try to do. Um, every day is to start the day off in a, in a, in a, in a 
state of gratitude. Hmm. No, that's, that's awesome. And I think for, for so many dads, just that intentional time um, where you're engaged in the process, as I kind of look at the, the landscape of, of fatherhood, um, I, I feel that there's so many dads that are so focused on their careers. Um, they're out early in the morning, they're back late at night, and they're missing all these little moments. And for somebody like you, who's, you know, on the road, and you're going through the grind of the season, you know, having those, those moments, even if they're short, where we can have that intentional time, I think speaks volumes to our kids, because these are memories that that they're building at an early age, where they're thinking dad's involved in this process. It's not just mom all the time, dad's here and intentional and engaging with it. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I mean, you, you bring up a great point there too, is when I'm on the road also, I try to, you know, we FaceTime all the time, hmm, yep. you know, two or three times a day. Um, so, I mean, through technology, I mean, that's a huge thing that we could do that we didn't do years ago. Sure. We would be on the road and you'd have to call from a payphone or, yep. you know, use a calling card. But now, um, you know, we have that option to, to, you know, see, you know, your family face to face and continue to be there with prayer time and, um, so it's just, it's just wonderful. Yeah, that's huge. And I know from my personal experience, it's kind of off script. I didn't send you this question. Um, but I, in, in what I used to do, I traveled often to East Africa, all through Latin America, all through Asia. And I was gone for significant periods of time, you know, a month at times, three weeks at a time, a month at a time. And one of the biggest challenges we ran into as a family was me entering back into the family culture after having been gone. It's, you know, mom's the disciplinarian, mom's setting the schedule, mom's doing X, Y, and Z, and now dad's back home, and dad expects to just step back into it and start running with it, and mom's like, hey, we got this thing figured out, now you're throwing our rhythm all out of rack. How have you guys kind of walked through that as a family, where you're in, out, in, out with the rhythms and the disciplinarian stuff and all that, because I can imagine that could be a challenge in your world. Yeah, that is, that is a challenge, especially on the 10, 11, 12-day road trips. Sure that we have, you come home and you're like, you know, you feel like you've been gone a whole month. Right. Um, you come home, your kids are grown up. You're like, you know, what happened? Uh, you know, so um, we, I mean, we try to communicate, you know, on the road while, you know, while I'm gone through Zoom, uh, through uh, FaceTime um, and just talk to them every day and try to be, you know, a couple times a day and just be, be involved, talk to them about, you know, school and things that are going on in their life while you're away. So when you come home, it's got you a know, more natural transition. Yeah. It's not, you're not playing catch up. You didn't just miss on out of a whole year of life that you feel like, you know, sure. and, and it's, it's tough, you know, we were, you know, then we're home for three days and then we're back on the road for seven. So it's, uh, it's tough. And we try to, you know, explain to them, you know, days before I'm leaving, like, Hey, listen, this is, this is what's going on. You know, I'm going here, I'm going to Boston, uh, or I'm going to New York, Baltimore, you know, and, and what we do is we'll, we'll set out a map on, the, on our island, hmm. map of the United States. And then the kids, they have like little airplanes, you know, Delta airplanes that we have, and they have the team bus, the academy team bus. Hmm. So they just kind of track where I'm going. And my wife does a great job of saying, hey, listen, you know, they're going to New York, you know, here's the state capital you know, they, she'll give them information and then they kind of talk about it while I'm gone. Mm, that's awesome. And then I try to bring home either a uh, mascot from the team for them or something that's, you know, original or unique to the city or state that I'm in. Um, so that kind of helps too. And uh, they kind of learn at it and 
you know, but right now we're having dinner, you know, at night and they're like, Hey, you know, baseball season's coming up. So they're kind of, you know, transitioning into this in season type of role right now. So, yeah. And that's, and even just allowing the kids to enter into your life with you, I feel like is so huge. You know, I, my dad was an architect when I was growing up. And so I still have very specific memories of going to his office when I was a kid because they had those little like Chick-fil-A ice cubes in the ice machine. And I thought those were the greatest things ever. But just the fact that I was there with my dad at his office, I'm sure driving him nuts are those memories that I have, you know, for a lifetime. And I think for you, you know, allowing the kids to kind of enter into your world with you. Of, hey, daddy's on the road, but this is where daddy is. And let's, let's make an experience out of this is, it's just a really cool, you know, time and, and special memories for you to be building with your kids. Um, let me switch gears with you real quick, Joey, as, as we started the fatherhood on the field um, podcast and the camps and other things, you know, one of the things that kind of drove the inception of fatherhood on the field was dads looking to connect with their kids through the game. So obviously, you know, in the current climate of Little League Baseball and the disaster that that could be, one of the things that we're looking at is how do we get dads to be intentional inside of that? And so specifically for you and your world, as you're looking at, you know, athletic performance, as you're looking at strength and conditioning, as you're looking at, you know, these guys at, you know, the the pinnacle of their sport, what do you think for dads as they're looking to engage with their, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old kids inside of the game athletically with performance, how can they engage in that or what should they be looking at? Yeah, I think first off, you have to make it you gotta make it fun. And you gotta and it and it can't be too structured, especially mm-hmm. at this level. So let them just go out, have fun, um, play multiple sports, uh, try not to specialize in one sport early on. Let them play multiple sports. Um and just make it fun. Well, you know, we'll toss the ball, they'll hit, but then, you know, after 10 minutes, they want to play soccer. So we'll kick the soccer ball around the yard. We got a little basketball hoop in the house. They'll do that. Um, You know, we'll watch some different sports on TV, but it's never pushed upon them. Sure. Uh, You know, they kind of, they kind of see it um, just, you know, throughout the, you know, days, weeks, months, and years. Um, Then they ask questions, but I think we just got to keep it, simple and, and fun with the kids. I mean, you know, and not specialize in, in one thing too early. Let me ask you that, something on that, because that's interesting. One of the things that I've been seeing in the landscape of at least high school baseball here in Florida is the amount of kids that are one sport athletes, the amount of baseball players that are baseball only. And I remember when I was growing up, granted, I'm from the Northeast or mid-Atlantic, you know, we all played three sports. You know, we all played three, four sports in high school. We all did everything. We all played baseball as well. All of us went on and played college baseball. Of the guys that you're working with at the highest levels, how many of, sorry, how many of those guys were multi-sport athletes in high school? If you were to kind of guess. I would say well over half. Interesting. Okay. Of the guys were played multiple sports. Yeah. Some guys that I've had played volleyball all the way through high school and never even played baseball. Hmm, interesting. They got into baseball later on in life. Uh, you know, baseball was one of those unique games where, you know, when you're young, you could get kind of bored when you're 100%. playing baseball and you're just kind of – kids are just standing out there and then they just say, you know, forget this. I'm not going to – you know, just, there's not a lot of action, especially at the, the lower levels, right? So that's where, like, soccer comes into play. You know, they can run around and kick the ball. There's more, you know, action involved. Kids are – more likely to stick to that uh you know so that's why i'm saying just kind of make it fun make it engaging it's got to be 
active. You know, you can't have kids standing in the outfield just picking the grass. Sure. Yeah, and I think that's huge for kids at younger ages because you're building all around athleticism. You know, I see even with Little League kids right now, I'm seeing so many one sport like baseball only families where they're playing all spring, they're playing all summer, they're playing all fall. Like that's what they do. And then for me, I mean, my six-year-old loves to be upside down and hang on stuff. I do not want that kid playing baseball year round. I, I mean, he would play baseball year round if I gave him the opportunity, but we're trying to do gymnastics. We're doing American Ninja Warrior. We're doing other things to build athleticism, even just going to the park and playing. Because I think kids get so locked into this one thing and then they're not athletic and they're, and those things don't translate to other sports and just other things in life. You're absolutely, absolutely right. Absolutely right. You know, there's so many other things you can do. Like we had the kids in swim lessons, we're getting them into music class, they're playing soccer, but they're not playing any organized baseball probably for a long, long time. Sure. You know, they'll just get repetitions done out in the yard or go to the field, they'll run the bases, they're, they're learning the basics, but to, to put them in a full uniform and let them stand in the outfield for an hour on Sunday, it's kind of a, it's kind of a waste and they just, they don't enjoy it. Sure. Yeah, no, 100%. Now, let me ask you, this is a personal question. I, I started as a kinesiology major in college, uh, made it to biomechanics, and then became a theology student. Um, so I, I switched fairly quickly. My now nine-year-old uh, has been really wanting to work out with me. So he, he's been coming to the gym with me in the morning. I go to a, a CrossFit gym in Palm Harbor. I've been trying to give him, you know, very light kettlebells. You know, as I'm doing front squats, he's doing, you know, goblet squats or something with an eight pound kettlebell at what age do you think it's appropriate for kids to start lifting in that environment yeah i guess um it all comes down to you know as long as they can follow directions i think they can start training you know i mean you look at you know as far as you know you want to start simple make things more complex right you want to hmm. start low intense gradually build up the intensity you want to start slow and go fast so you want to you know start out you know easy with you know certain age groups but um you know you look at the kids how they play at the playground i mean they're jumping off play sets they're landing sure. right so that's a plyometric right there right. they're lifting some of these toys are more than 10 pounds that sure. they have yeah so valid. picking them up so it's no different if they're picking out picking up a 10 pound med ball and walking it across the gym or walking across the house. So sure. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a great idea. I mean, we have, we have a home gym, so it's in our garage, but our kids are out there when we're uh, training and they're picking things up, lifting, they're jumping off benches. Uh, you know, they're, they're holding themselves in different positions. Uh, sure. you know, so, you know, I guess at any age, I mean, you know, our two-year-old is holding a push-up position. Yep. Uh, you know, all of our, our two-year-old and our four-year-old, they started riding bikes at two, yep. full, full bikes, no training wheels. So they've been doing scooters. Uh, so it's just a matter of, you know, working with them and making sure it's safe and, you know, you know, doing simple to more complex stuff. But sure. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And that's encouraging for me because one of the things that, you know, just, you just hear mixed reviews on kids lifting at, at young ages and what that does to testosterone levels and other things that, you know, it's when one of the questions I've had as I've, you know, said, Hey, let's get, you know, let's get up, let's go to the gym together because this is time. Now I got 20 minutes in the car with you on the way there, 20 minutes in the car with you on the way back. We're active together and slash we're flipping his clock. And he's going to bed earlier at night. 
And so that's been, you know, I, I think it's been a great time for us just to have that intentional time. Um, but am getting opinions from other people on what that looks like as other dads are trying to engage with their kids, you know, inside of athletics at a young age as well. Yeah, so, I think it's important. So as we kind of round out our time, as you look at, you know, back on your career in baseball, look at what you're currently doing, what advice would you give to dads who are kind of at the front end of walking with their kids through the game of baseball? Yeah, I'd say uh, just get them involved in whatever you do, you know, have them be a part of your career, your, your work schedule and sit down and talk to them. Like I try to explain, you know, it could be a little complex for their understanding at the time, but I try to explain to them, Hey, listen, this is kind of what's going on with the season. You know, we, I could say, listen, you know, we've lost a bunch of games or we, you know, we won a bunch or, you know, it's okay to, you know, show them that, you know, you know, things aren't going well, you know, just be open and honest with them. Like, listen, I had a bad day today. Uh, you know, you know, we're kind of struggling or, you know, mommy and daddy are discussing something. Um, but I would say just be open and honest with them, have them be a part of your career, get them involved. And when you're and just be present at home, you know, get down, play with them, uh, you know, joke with them laugh with them, you know, that they love it and, and try to yourself to be, put yourself in those shoes when you were a young kid and try to be a kid. I always tell my son and daughter who's two and, and my son's four, like, look, I'm just a bigger kid. Yep. You know, I could, you know, I can jump on a playground with you. I can do, you know, different things. I can get down in color with you. I could, you know, play different music instruments. Like I'm just trying to be involved in everything that they do and encourage them and speak truth to them. Um, but just be present with them. Hmm. No, that's awesome. And I think the play is so huge. I think kids very naturally pick up on our stress. And if we're coming home stressed out, they feel that from us and it kind of creates a wall in terms of us being able to relationally connect with them. So I think just that idea of play is huge. Well, Joey, I really appreciate you being on here. Um, for those of you listening, Joey is a great Instagram follow, shameless plug. Um, you've always got good stuff, you know, in terms of uh, explosiveness workouts, um, different, you know, biomechanics stuff. I enjoy following you, learn a lot through it. So, um, yeah, follow Joey Greeny. And, Joey, I appreciate you being on here, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you, Luke. And, and you're doing great stuff. And, uh, you know, I encourage you to, you know, to keep going with this. Thanks, brother. Have a great day.